There is not a unique approach to making mezcal or coffee, so it shouldn't be surprising to realize that there are many different ways to dissect their flavors. A few episodes ago, I had a long and illuminating conversation with Eric Koslick. We talked about flavor, and I wanted to compare and contrast our discussion from a coffee perspective. Coffee is an interesting study case because it is the most consumed commodity in the world, and I had always thought that their tasting protocols were rather strict and homogeneous. Regardless of the medium, we're all trying to find and sell the most delicious things possible. But how exactly do we identify and describe deliciousness? Does it change depending on the country and culture? Is it a static thing? Or maybe it does change depending on who you are and how do you perceive yourself? Without further ado, grab some pretty coffee and let's talk about its flavors. Welcome to everyone. This is Heritage Mezcal. I am your host, Chava Perivan. I'm here with Shaq Zapata again. Hello, Thank everyone. you very much, Shaq. Thank you for having me, Chava. It's my pleasure. Well, it will be your pleasure once I serve you some mezcal. So I, I, I acknowledge that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get straight to that. I have something that I, uh, I, I hope you find interesting. This is, this is also served with another. It has a color, uh, right? It's not like. It's not crystal clear. Yeah. It is more on the yellowish area. This was one of my favorite finds of 2023. It's Anina Kidens from Michoacán, from Real de Sumatlán, with worms. It has worms. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, usually people will tell you that that's a cheap trick. Wow. <laughs> this is exceptional. Well, I think it's exceptional. I think it's like really full. It's big. It's... uh. I'm the one that only had that one famous mezcal with, with that worms. gusano rojo. Yes, <laughs> I think that's the only one. So my answer is not gonna be that that good, but this is the best <laughs> warm mezcal that I've had, and it will be forever, <laughs> probably. I do taste that like spicy thing at the end. It is. It's like mineral spicy. Okay. Yes. It's like Miguelito in a way. I mean, it's it's like if Miguelito was was rounder and bigger. Like I don't know. It's. Uh, I've been drinking a bunch of it because I, mm. I really like it. Really good. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a pleasure to share with that. Thank you. And I mean, we're talking about flavors right now, and that's exactly what I want to talk with you about. Because, you know, like in spirits in general, I think we are more of a disorganized group. And by that, I mean, spirits is a massive, massive, there, there's a massive diversity. So you can distill basically anything that has sugars. So you can do a pear brandy, mango brandy. You can go ahead with 300 different species of agave. You can do sotol. I mean, such a vast universe. Yes. And we are not even close to be as big as an industry as coffee. So in terms of training, I've always found it interesting that if there is a standardized way of tasting stuff, it has to be coffee. You know, because when I when I talk with somebody about how this beer tastes, and I am from Michoacan, and that person is from Israel, and we're like, this tastes like cilantro. We're not talking about the same thing. 
But you guys, in my mind, if you're a copper, if you're a professional copper, you get trained that to remember that when you say apple, is this specific platonic ideal of the flavor of apple. It's not apple from Washington. It's not apple from Puebla. It's not apple at what type of ripe. It's a specific version of apple. Is that correct? Because this is my... I've been telling this to people. Yes. And I don't um, know if I'm, I'm lying. <laughs> it, I think the... You know, what I think about the truth is that the truth is in between always. <laughs> it's not yeah, yeah. in what I think. In the, it's not in what you think. It's like in the middle. Because... Your first statement surprised me where you said that it was a, a better organized coffee uh, I industry so. or, or or you said something like that. I believe in, in terms of marketing, no. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> you go to a coffee expo and you go to an alcohol expo and you get different experiences. Well, well I was just in a coffee expo and I was like, how did you guys do that? Because, you know, like in alcohol, I mean, you can have seven shots. You're going to be fine and you're going to be having fun. I have seven espressos and I'm listening to voices. You know, like my left hand is speaking to my right hand. So I'm like, how do you guys go to a coffee exhibition? Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I I, I see uh, alcohol as a more organized um, industry, but but yes, in some parts of it, like maybe, maybe marketing, maybe how it's marketed, how it's sold how people understand it, how people are open to new things. Because oh, I, really? I, I believe I see uh, alcohol consumers, pro-consumers, pro-consumers, like they're open. I know pro, it's like a niche, but they're open to new whiskeys, new brandies, new flavors. Mm. And coffee sometimes is like, I have a new coffee and you see close people like, no, I only drink dark, uh, hot, black coffee. So I don't know. It's it's hard for me that, but but I do I do see that that where you're going. Mm. Uh, we have a taster's wheel for mm. coffee, uh, which has been developed uh, through and through, and it has been improved uh, based upon scientific material mm. uh, of what chemicals in coffee are and what they expect are expected to be in terms of nature. Yeah, because we have something similar in mezcal, but it's. I I kind of seen it, but I but how how well done is it? How I, I will say uh, I I I don't want to be a terrible human. <laughs> I will say it's slightly arbitrary. How about okay. that? A bunch of people drinking said things. Yeah, this tastes like whatever. <laughs> well, okay, maybe not. Maybe 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 I'm being terrible. Like maybe there's an appendum. Uh, I'll do a little bit of research. If I find that it's actually well executed and research, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe I'll make an appendum. But my perception, it's. Uh, at least I don't find it useful. I I, think, I I can I can tell you that much. Okay, I I think it's it, it's important for both of us to research uh, because I don't want to say something without having the the pure knowledge. Mm. But I've seen uh, wine flavor. Uh, there's also a, a circle for wine mm. uh, for beer. I have to research how it's done. Maybe there's for gin. Maybe there's for whiskey. For I mean, for cheeses, I'm sure. Like for I, everything I these days. I, yeah. The the thing with with distillates, it's like it's. Oof, it's a big world. And I mean, coffee, yeah. it, although it's it's being grown all over the world, it's more of a, I think, uh, maybe. No, no, I, ha I have that impression. Like, that's when I was trying to say more organized. I think, like, you guys have, like, you, you come to more agreements in a capacity. Probably, yeah. Like, you know, like... Uh, but, but that's also kind of boring. <laughs> that's also kind of boring. And I think I don't want to be saying... Roasters are gonna kill me, but that, I believe it's 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 because of roasting, maybe, because 
roasting, it does develop. It, it, it without roasting, we wouldn't have coffee. Yeah, yeah. But but it does it does develop uh, terroir variety uh, process fermentation of the coffee. All of those three things are you know like mm, uh, brought to the front. Brought, brought to the front thanks to roasting. But the cost of that is that you're gonna have also roast flavor. Mm. So that's so fascinating because that would be the okay. No, so that's sorry. that's that's a, a common thing about all coffees. It doesn't matter where this coffee comes from, what's the terroir, what's the variety. They all have been roasted. You're blowing my mind. Like in a way, it's almost like this idea of smoking mezcal. Mm? Yes, but but then you ca you yes. can cook it with. Wood, or you can cook it with steam, and we don't have and, that. Yeah, you don't have this the, the the steam roasted coffee. I made a green green bean coffee infusion, and it was boring. So yes, oh, really? you, <laughs> we you, need roasting. Obviously, you tried. Yeah, obviously you were like, <laughs> yeah, but it's boring. So maybe it maybe it's because of that. But getting into subjects, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah no. I do understand about what you're saying, and and I do appreciate that we have a common language in mm. with, with within coffee people. Uh, it doesn't matter if I'm talking with something someone from Germany, UK, or whatever. We do have this common language. I don't know, maybe you have it also, but no, about, no, we have a mess. We have also about, a mess. This is uh, a mm, citric forward coffee. Yes, and we all come to. To an agreement, agreement that it's citric coffee for coffee. Maybe the, the guy from UK says orange and the girl from Germany says uh, blood Mandarin orange. Or, yeah, yeah. But it's citric. We do have that. Uh, but in my experience, um, more so now that I, that I went to the competition, mm -hmm. in I went to the world championship uh, competition, barista competition in Greece, in Athens. With my coach and co-founder, also co-partner from Cardinal, Paul Torres. Which is your coffee shop. Yes. <laughs> if it is the first episode you're and listening to. Kudos to, 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 he, to, to that guy because he was the one who told me, we need to think about uh, idiocracy, idiosyncrasia. How do you say Idiosyncrasy. Idiosyncrasy. Which is, yes, we do have the same maybe educational, coffee, coffee educational background, Strawberry for for a Korean judge, which is going to judge my Mexican coffee, doesn't has to be have to be the same for strawberry for me. But you don't have a like a platonic ideal of strawberry. Like when you go to training we for do, but with basic tastes, when you go to more complicated, more um, more sophisticated, more sophisticated, more like which these kind of competitions tend to be. Yeah, you get maybe into disagreement. Uh, mm -hmm. Because my, my the geisha from El Equimite, which is a fantastic, beautiful coffee that I hope you can go and taste in Cardinal, uh, for me, it had this profile, you know, and we talked with a lot of coffee professionals here in Mexico, and we all agreed upon that uh, profile. Strawberry profile. Um, black cherry, black cherry candy, uh, or blood orange, um, huge body, and so on. And then uh, we we go there to Athens, and this guy from I think he's Swiss, Switzerland tastes the coffee and oh ginger, 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 and I was like, where does this guy get ginger? Yeah. I don't get ginger, and he has kind of the same background. Then another well, like coffee background, no, yeah, coffee, no, no, yeah, coffee no, background, yeah, coffee background, yes, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, then 
another um another uh I don't remember where where she was tried a coffee and she also said ginger she was not mexican it was like hmm and then the judges in my evaluation didn't said said ginger but I I remember seeing like this note of I I tasted something spicy which yeah so even though Paul my co my partner said we should try to 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 attack that thing that thing had an effect on our competition because there's some cultural background that changes the way we taste things absolutely i mean i think like my third example in terms of being mexican is that i don't think we have a ceiling for sweetness <laughs> yes <laughs> right yes. Like, like after going through like crystallized candies chongo zamoranos chewing sugar cane as a child your threshold for sweetness it's infinite yes like i cannot think of something that uh like you know empalagado like maybe if you eat too much yes but there's not something that crushes our threshold of sweetness yes or spiciness or spi i mean for uh, i have to i have to to say that i'm not the best at spice but okay. yeah like but, that's <laughs> but it can be similar yeah i'm defective so it's fine <laughs> but and, and it's not it's not something about that destillates or spirits have better or or worse than us it's something that it's for every flavor thing, for every taste thing that we're mm -hmm. gonna have, cultural differences. Well, but but it's I guess for me it was just interesting because I I really associate like I saw, I saw more cohesion, yeah, more like again like just a group of people can sit down say like citrus forward and then dissecting what kind of citrus. Yes, it's where maybe the disagreement happens, right? Yes, but I it's just like yeah. I mean, this is very illuminating to me too. To just to that you're telling me that it's not that far away from what uh, from how I understand flavor. Actually, like lately, I think that what I've been telling people is that I evaluate in terms of flavor like a roller coaster. You know, like I so people say like balance, rounded. It's like balance and rounded are sometimes really boring. <laughs> so I want to think of a roller coaster that you feel you're gonna you're about to die, but you don't hurt your neck. Wow. That's the spirit that I want. Okay. You know, crazy spikes. Yes. But yes. that don't hurt your neck. Yes. And you don't die. But yes. you feel you're gonna die. Yes. And you will remember that forever. <laughs> yes. And I and I believe I agree with you because I think flavor in if, if even if it's uh, mezcal or coffee it's multi-dimensional it's not mm -hmm. unidimensional it's not like oh this is sweet and balanced no this is starts like this and then goes like this and then and then it ends like this you know it's, yeah, yeah, you have yeah. like a starting a middle and an end point and for me taste is like this in between you have texture in between you have memories in between you have a lot of things going on and as you were saying like memories i think that it's also a part that it's so neglected in in this part of when we talk about taste and sometimes in, in some tastings that i've been doing lately i tell people don't even describe this in terms of of what flavors do you find yes can you remember any part of your life that is connected to the smells or or, or the flavors that are there and then i think that that's even like a more interesting conversation yes if you're doing something informal right if you're not working on like trying to get like evaluating yes. something to the thought you're just with a bunch of people trying to make something informal let's talk about your memories connected yes that happens the same with coffee i i, I believe that we do have this um 
universal language in terms of the coffee tasters wheel, mm. which is really interesting. Uh, uh, we have um, protocols for evaluating coffee, really, like really, really precise of how you roast it, how you should taste, how you should brew it before tasting it. I do, I love that. Yeah, yeah and, but, and that, well, but, yeah, I, I guess I didn't even get into that. It comes with a cost. It comes with mm. a cost because many of the baristas I train, it's like, let's go taste coffee. And I see them uh, fighting a lot in finding things because they're trying like to sound like the the coffee copper that they knew, or they're trying to find something from the coffee taster's wheel when they should be hearing themselves, hearing their memories, hearing what they feel. Like try not to think about that. Just enjoy the coffee. And if you want to say papaya, even you, even though you think it's crazy, and I'm gonna judge you. That, don't say it, man. You like I just had wanted for someone to say what you just <laughs> said for such a long time. Don't try to be finding the flavors of the flavor wheel. Listen to yourself. Wh whatever is inside you, you probably tried stuff that the people that made that wheel never tried. Probably you never tried moronga that was like slightly cooked in uh, yeah, like. And you know what happens that maybe sometimes people that are into I don't know mezcal come and taste coffee. And they say two, three flavors they find, and they are they get in the spot, and they're not coffee professionals. It's because they are just enjoying. It's because yeah. they're just like, oh, this taste is like I don't know what. And then you go as a coffee professional. <laughs> oh my god, this guy is right, and I didn't notice it. Uh, do you kill, he, do you kill them? Do you eliminate them? <laughs> <laughs> because he, he ain't have any judgment or any you know paradigm. Yeah. And at the end, we're here to enjoy these things too, right? Which again, like I always found it interesting that in the end there should be like two wheels: one that it's flavors, and that what that it's enjoyment. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Of like maybe great flavors, not a lot of enjoyment. Yes, <laughs> um, there's a lot of things going on in coffee that there are many fermentation processes that are um, that are really hip, are really like you know uh, in these coffee competitions are doing are, are having a lot of success because. They're developing such techniques in fermenting that they can have this coffee that tastes like guava, like guayaba, mm -hmm. like really in the spot. It's not hint of guayaba. It's it's my guayaba boing. It's like <laughs> it's in your face, <laughs> and it's in your face when it's warm. The coffee when it's uh, when it's hot, when it's cold. As a coffee drinker, I wouldn't ask for that coffee because I want evolution. Because I want something to change. Because I don't want the same volume of the guava taste all in all of my coffee oh and because you want guava when you're eating guava you don't want you don't want guava when you're having and that's when and but that that coffee can win a championship but it's not the one i would choose and it, this is personal taste yeah, yeah, yeah for my coffee for my morning coffee but do you think that ha that has to do with new markets that they're trying to target that are not necessarily i mean i when i spent some time in taiwan and it was so fascinating how they are obsessed with with tea, and they would love the geishas that will be and they, they will prepare with the Japanese siphon because they were really in a comfortable place for them. They didn't want your natural fermented over the top funky coffees. They wanted elegant. Well, or what they call elegant, you know. <laughs> like so, for maybe maybe that's a reasoning behind that. I mean, like China is a huge market, yes. and and they do struggle sometimes with with their coffee. So if you can get closer to their tea, I'm pretty sure that that's an appealing expansion of the industry. Yeah, maybe maybe it's because of that. Um, well, I'm, I'm like I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's just that I don't know. I, I it's because it's also sometimes uh, great coffees that I've tried, it's because they are 
complicated because they are um they we say they are complex yes complex coffee it's hard to define mm. and i i like that more more of that because it's like a book you have to read two times yeah but it's easier to sell a comic you yes. know yeah, and the yeah, comic yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. you read less there's a lot of images that's the waba coffee for me the comic like it's uh, oh wow waba and it's one gesture one one wow. one pony trick yeah while the one other we can get it into talk that if for me it tasted like this for me for you is that and you know it's more complicated so that but but do you know what something that hasn't happening to me in mezcal like not necessarily in coffee because i think in coffee i, I am still like in my complexity stage but something that's happening is that I think like before I will have 100% agree with you but now that I'm older mm-hmm. uh I'm like I'm really enjoying sometimes to find mezcales that are very easy to drink <laughs> yeah like and 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 I acknowledge that there's because I also find that it's very hard I think like one of the things that I struggle the most finding these days is a mezcal that has a bunch of personality at the same time So it's a little bit of like let's say not a comic book not not pushed but let's <laughs> say like a, like a, like evangelion okay you know, oh, like okay, like okay. like an, like an okay. advanced uh yeah. like intellectual anime yeah so those for me are the ones that lately I've been really like searching and hunting we come again to the truth it's in between us yeah because <laughs> I that's that's important thing about a barista and a bartender that you have to understand that both of these things we just said both of these preferences that we now have because it may not be what we had and what we will have it's it's the one and you have to search for that it's what do you want to drink you know do, do, do you understand yeah, 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 my yeah. point absolutely yeah because at the end you are making a somebody comes there to have a, a certain time like they they, they want to have a certain experience they want they want to treat themselves in a certain way so what do you want do you want right? evangelion comic or, or, or <laughs> yeah. you know and and i believe that's so valid so that's why i'm not saying waba coffee it's bad that mm. they, it's like i don't it's personal I, right now i wouldn't choose it but maybe like you in two years i i will be drinking that because personally i change i want something easier i want something i don't know Yeah. And the thing is we cannot say what's right and wrong in what we we do can in some cases well, when it's badly done. But... Well, but but that's actually I think that that's a great question. Like, you know, if you were to ask me how a bad mezcal tastes like, I I I will I will struggle a little bit to to tell you which are the markers of a really bad mezcal. And In coffee, I am guessing that you have very specific markers or indicators of what a bad coffee is. Uh, and I mean, I guess the one that we all know about is like over roasting, yes, which is like a like an ashtray. Yes. But what else do you do you try in terms of flavor? And you're like, this is not. Um, I don't know if the flavor wheels of uh, other things have it has it, but uh, in the flavor wheel of coffee, there there's the room for defects and for the things we don't want in coffee, which are gonna be, of course, something that is related to the roast process. Which can be like ashy, which can be uh, baked. Also, it can be baked because um, it, there's so many problems in coffee roasting, which can be underdeveloped, baked, or overdeveloped, which is going to be over roasted. And there's also a lot of chemicals like a moist paper, like hmm. when you open uh, oh, a first those. aid box. 
a, 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 what? a first aid box. A band-aid. Like, like a band-aid box uh, yeah. when you open it, like that kind of smell that can come from uh, the process, from how it was processed. Mm. Uh, you can also have something that has a thin line between what maybe someone someone will like it, that it's going to be over-fermented, which is going to be like uh, vinegar kind of taste of acid. Um, mm. or lactic uh, maybe like over lactic over lactic or some uh, something that I call like the the, or the organic bin <laughs> the organic uh, bin the organic bin like when you smell the organic bin you're gonna ah, take organic the bin tr- like trash can trash yeah, can yeah, yeah, yeah. organic trash can <laughs> I was like or- organic beans like in frijoles <laughs> <laughs> there are many things that you can find woody also like there's some you can find something Wood like that is going to be good, but or something something like more of a how you call the barniz. Yeah, like, like acid, like nail polisher, nail polisher kind which of thing. That, that smell is the only one that I don't like in mezcal because. I, but that 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 one's good or not? Well, for because me, because I've had it. I, I I spent so much time as a child waiting for my mother to get her nails done that for me that smell is just reminds reminds me of being absolutely bored. Okay, so it's like I think sometimes can have a good place in mezcales. Like but for me, technically, is not bad. I I, w- I wouldn't dis- discredit it as okay. something bad. Yeah. Uh, I just think that for me again is the is the smell of boredom. Okay. So- <laughs> wow. Yes. yes <laughs> so it's very personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in coffee, it's no. Mm. It's it's a no. Oh, yeah, polisher, yeah. you know. But it's there's a lot of research being done in in many things. I I think it would be nice for you and for the whoever is listening or watching to see the the work is done by Fabiana Carvalho. Mm. She's a neuroscientist that is, that has a project called the Coffee Sensorium among other uh, researchers. I'm telling you, you are super advanced <laughs> guys. Come on. <laughs> and and what she's doing it's amazing. She's not only uh, researching um of course chemicals and what's what's the impact uh, she's researching not also of course the palate and the tongue but what's going on here and that's very important which are the signals that are being in the end this is all just signal creators yeah, and this and is the one colors what cup uh you serve me my mezcal in uh, many things uh, yeah. the 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 brand the etiquette you know there are many things that are in in place yeah. such as right now chava likes having sometimes an easy going mezcal and shack right now doesn't want guava coffee yeah you know? I mean that's that's a great conclusion. <laughs> I love it. Thanks so much, man. Like I, I thank you. I really enjoy this. This really went in a direction that I didn't expect it to go. <laughs> I'm sorry, I so, tend to. No, no, no. I loved it. I love it again. Like the two longest episodes ever recorded in Heritage Mescal. Thanks, man. Nos vemos. <laughs> I know. I've already recommended Casa Cardinal, Shaq's coffee shop in Mexico City. But I can't make an episode with him without recommending it again. So please go. It is delicious. The other thing that I can say on top of that is that Shaq and I are talking about maybe doing a small documentary. It will compare and contrast the fermentation techniques using coffee and traditional mezcal. So if I'm lucky and I save the money needed to film that, you'll be getting some lovely and bubbly visuals pretty soon. All sounds in the music were crafted by Roy Sierra, Don't be afraid to love the Guava Evangelion. Nos vemos al rato.